0: This is Unmasking the Issues in Relationships. This is Morning Coffee on Popping. My name is Felicia Pearson. And this is a safe room, a comfort room. This is a non-judgment room. This is a place and a space where you can come and be yourself. This is a place where you may hear any and everything. This is a place where you can have discussions and converse about any and everything. This is Unmasking the Issues in Relationships. This is Morning Coffee on Popping. Today we'll be discussing COVID-19. COVID-19 has taken on many forms. It came in like Godzilla. Fast and quick. It was an unseen Godzilla. And we were fighting. The invisible man. Like everybody else. We've been listening and hearing closely about the pandemic we've been all sitting in. And I really, truly must say, it's been horrible on each and every one of us. And the difference is with this pandemic, it didn't look at if you had more money, less money, no money, it hit us all the same. It even put football players, basketball players, baseball players out of work. It had put a lot of people out of work. And God has put us to a situation where we had to... Um, go in the room and have a seat and sit down because we were and still are on punishment and have to think about what did we do to get on punishment and I say that to say being in the pandemic since March of 2020 and now we're currently two months into 2021 and you start looking at things differently because death has come rapidly to the good to the bad um, people who didn't deserve it really good people family members friends even those that you may not have cared about or care for but you never would wish any ill will against anybody and I say all of this to say I have encountered a lot of people who lost family members to COVID. I had I know a lot of people who had COVID and came out of it. I am one of the frontline workers I am out there. I'm in the mix of things. I'm getting tested all the time. Um, I listen to people's stories on the street, even when I'm in a gas station getting gas or in the market listening to these stories because when they see that uniform, I get a lot of thank you for what you do. Not knowing what I do, But they just thank me and honor me that way by saying thank you um covid doesn't allow family to be family and when i say that i say that in the form of remember when when things were normal And your grandmom or your granddad or your aunt, uncle, niece, or whoever got sick, and you know, you got that call, they was in a hospital, you got that call, they was in a really bad accident, and you get there, and it's like 20 family members there, and you get there is, well, so-and-so was here, and -and so-and-so was here, but they left, they've been here all day, and don't have too many people in the room because cousin so-and-so and and -and so-and-so is coming, and they want to see them. Well, COVID don't allow us to have that. They don't allow us to have 10 people in the hospital, 10 people in the nursing home, 10 people in the room. Um, I had an experience where my aunt was in the house by herself. She's not a, a old lady. She's, um, I say, 57 or 58 and in the house, you know. She has uh, two adopted children. She's working, you know, taking care of the kids, getting them ready for school, and she um, had a stroke in her sleep. So, my cousin, that Lizbether say, when he got home, he saw that she was moaning, but she wasn't talking, and she was trying to call his name, and he kept saying, "Well, what is this?" Mm, she keep doing. Let me go in here and check on her and she had a stroke her whole side of her left side of her face had twisted so they rushed her to the hospital her oldest daughter lives in new york the rest of us we're here in philly and to get that call while i'm at work and i work at the very hospital that they um, sent her to and i was very distraught because this aunt is like my second mother and Not being able to go see it, not being able to see my family members or them come in and see me because only certain people can come in the hospital and not everybody. And everybody cannot go into the emergency room. It's only the person that's injured, sick, or if you bring in a little child, one of the parents can come, both of the parents cannot come. And that's where the restraints are put on on a person and covid doesn't allow us to support show support because when you're in a hospital and you in a coma or you are sick or you sleep or whatever it is and you wake up and you look around and no one's there that is the most loneliest hurtful you can never feel in your life. To wake up and not see a loved one, family, friends. No one sitting beside your bed. And to think to yourself, where is everybody? Where's my children? Where's my husband? Where's my wife? Where's my lover? Where are my friends? Wake up and there's nobody there. Because COVID doesn't allow you to have that. And hospitals are not designed or built to put Zoom on every TV and have family members to tack in to be able to do that. The other part to it is to have family members in a hospital and that's truly, truly sick and not being able to hold a hand or talk to them while they're in the bed. Only thing you can do is pray for them and hope and pray they pull it through. So now I'm at work, I get another phone call and I'm to the point now for the last couple of years I've been having family members passing and I'm to the point when I get to my phone and I see my phone ring and if it's a family member calling my heart start beating fast and I say oh my god I hope it's not any bad news oh my I, I don't want to hear another person dying oh man like I, I just all the thoughts that go through my mind and it's rushing and my heart start beating fast because when you love people authentically, you don't want to hear any bad news about them or something happened to them. Whether you're arguing, disagreeing, whatever the situation is, you don't want to hear that. Because you always have this thought in the back of your head we're going to make up. We're going to be best cousins again. We're going to be best friends again. And I'm just mad at you for the moment, but you never want to hear they passed away or they sick. So every time I answer the phone, I go through all the motions, just like a patient. And if it's one of the uh, family members, because remember, even though we're on the front line and we're front frontline workers, we're still human and we still have emotions and feelings. And even though we can sometimes control them for other people, but when it comes to us, it's hard for us to control it for our family members and friends. So, like I said, I get this call. It is my best cousin. And he says to me, cousin so-and-so was in the hospital and they had a stroke and." And it's not looking good at all. And then they're calling for all family members. And I just sat down, and it's like they're feeling of wanting to slide out the chair onto the floor and just slide into the floor like a piece of butter, melted into the floor. And I said, What happened? Well, her and her husband were sitting in the living room watching T V and she wound up having a stroke. I said, Okay. And he said she fell face first to the ground. I said, okay. Did he get us to the hospital? He said, Yeah, he called the hospital. He got it there, but once he got it there, he couldn't go in. And they took his phone number and her daughter couldn't get in. She suffered from a stroke. She's brain dead, um She's a vegetable. But they still have her on the ventilator and all the stuff they was telling he was telling me. I said, okay. And I said, my heart is like breaking into a million pieces. And I started to cry. And I'm still weary and I'm still bothered. And COVID doesn't allow family to be family. And the thoughts of her waking up alone where she's not going to wake up, praying for her to wake up, because God do have the final say and not man. And like I tell you guys, I always be honest. Me and my cousin had a disagreement. We were not speaking. Can't tell you what the disagreement was about. But I tell you this, I never wish any ill will on nobody. I never wanna see anybody leave this earth. Sometimes I wish we all can live to be a 100 and something or whatever, all of us. And it saddens me because I call her husband to check in on her, see how she's doing. and. The stuff that he shares with me saddens me even more because he's sad and he's going through. and Like I say, COVID don't allow family to be family. And people wonder why they can't go up there and they're questioning him. And he's like, but this is what the hospital said. That's not what I said. And that's my cousin. And, it, and he keeps saying, this is not what I said. It's the hospital said. Well, are going up there and see what they say and see what happened when they put you out. You know, going up to the hospital. They're not going to let you in. He said, I'm just passing the message. You guys acting like I said all of this stuff. And giving him such a hard time. And I told him, I said, I apologize. Because it's really not them that's buckling up and coming against you. It's them buckling up and coming against COVID. They're talking to COVID, not to you. They're talking to COVID because they want to see their family members. People want to see their friend. I said, I am a frontline worker. I called you from work. You can hear the background going on. But I know what it is, and it breaks my heart knowing that we will not be going back to the normal for a very long time. And people say, well, how would you know that? Well, I'm not a psychic or nothing. But how I can predict that or say that, one, people don't follow protocol. Protocol is wash your hands, wear your mask, drink lots of water, isolate yourself. If you don't have to be outside, don't go outside. If you're going to get the necessities Shopping, toiletries, things like that, and come on home. I listen to people. People don't travel halfway around this world because it's at the cheapest price. I sit and I listen. People don't been inside the movies if they can get to, get into some of them, and some of them are open. People have traveled to Texas, New York, places where they said. It's high numbers of COVID here. And they traveled there anyway. But they'll come back and sit around you and won't say, hey, I've been out the country. Hey, I've been out of the state. Hey, I've been out of town. They won't say anything. They'll just sit right beside you. And then you look on Facebook, Twitter, Flick, and all that, Instagram. You see, they done traveled all these places. And you look at them and say, So you went to Mexico, huh? Oh, yeah, I had a great time. Well, before you found it on the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you sat right beside me and wouldn't say a word. See, when you are respectful and genuine enough and love people enough to say, and be honest now, I've been outside the country. I just want to let you know i've been tested for covid i've been isolating and i'm good that gives people peace in their mind and in their heart but then when you share stuff with people like that they feel like they can give you their trust back but when you don't say anything and you traveling, and you're doing things, and you're going places, and you're just not putting yourself at risk of getting sick. You're putting other people at risk of getting sick, being around you. It's just like you picked up a dirty cup, and then the no cup was dirty. And you rinsed it off, and all the stuff you did, and you put fresh water in it, and you drank off the cup, and you put the cup down, and somebody else comes up, a little kid or something, picks that very same cup up, and drinks the water, and you say, why would you drink that water? And they kids, and they gonna say, because I was thirsty, and two. You start feeling bad because the person who had the cup had dirt in it and they had COVID. And you drink the cup and now you get sick. You never thought about the child that drunk the water behind you, them getting sick. See, to every action is a reaction. And to every theory is an answer. And there's a logic to it. So I say this to say, COVID do not allow family to be family. I watched on the news how in Italy they ran out of ventilators and nurses had to become like family to these people that were sick on a ventilator, rubbing their hands and talking to them because Family couldn't be family. Family couldn't come in there. They was not allowed. And you know family, we will lay our life down. You say you won't, let your mother get sick. You'd walk right in the hospital. Knowing that you would have got sick. Knowing if your baby was sick for it. You'd walk right in the hospital with no problem. If they would have let you in. So, don't say you wouldn't have. Because I would have. And I can't speak for nobody else but myself. I would have walked clean in there if my mother was in there. So, I love this little Spanish store not too far from where I go because it's very neat. It's very clean. Um have a lot of organic food, lots of fruits. Everybody loves going there. And me, I'm always, hey, how are you? Hello. Everything, you know, when I'm going there so people know me, you know. And one of the young men that owned it, and his wife told me like, he was sick with COVID and he wasn't doing well. And every time I would go in there, I would see different faces and different things like that because they own two stores. And I always would ask, how is he? he? She's like, he's all right, he's still not doing well. And for the first time, and I say almost since March into now, I just saw him for the first time. And he says to me, he said, I love you. And I said, you know, I love you right back, you know. And he asked about how my husband was doing and everything. And we talked. Um, and he said, I was in a hospital for three months. And COVID. I had COVID. And he said that um, he was in a coma for three months. They didn't know if he was going to make it or not. I said, look at God. A walking. Talking testimony he said right now I'm so in love with life and I tell you our tears is coming to my eyes because you can see he's so grateful you can see grace see people think you can't see grace on people but you can see the grace and you can see the favor and I told him he kept you for a reason he kept you for a reason and he kept saying, I love you. I was so sick. I never thought I would see you again. And he said I didn't think I was gonna see certain people again. And when you are nice and kind to people and authentic with people, when you are on your sick bed or on your deathbed, you start thinking about them type of people. People that have been good to you, people that speak to you, like you. You think about, wow, I'm never going to see them again. They was really nice to me. They was really cool with me. You know, I wish I could see them again. And see, a wish is a prayer, and people don't know that. So he don't wish them prayed. God answered it. But don't get me wrong. He was grateful, and you saw grace and mercy on him. He said, I was down. And he said, now that... I'm out, I'm doing better. He said, now I got lung problems. Never had lung problems before COVID. He said, now I have kidney problems. Never had that before. He said, it's problem now he got all these problems he never had before COVID. He said, I got so many doctor's appointments next week. And I said, you know, make sure you keep them. And you know, let me and my husband know if you need us to do anything for you, if we can assist you in anything. Because people feel like when you are a frontline worker, it only works when you're at the hospital. It only works when you're on the job and you're getting paid for it. But when God gives you a burden for helping people, it don't stop. On the job, off the job, whether you get paid for it or not, it don't stop. It do not stop caring for people sharing with people I'll give you an example now we are at work and everybody's ordering and everything and a co-worker said you know so so and so what you're eating what do you want to order what are you getting and they came out and said hey i don't have any money And we just was like, okay, so what do you want? And the person said again, I don't have any money. I don't have money for lunch. So somebody said, well, who asked you that? We asked you what you want to eat because everybody's contributing into ordering. So just eat what everybody else is eating. We all eat the same stuff. We order pizza, wings, french fries. Everybody's tipping in and everybody's eating. So... You think we're going to eat in your face and you're sitting here and we, or you think we just that cruel and that mean? And they respond, no, but I don't depend on nobody to feed me. Now, one of my coworkers said, we're in a pandemic. And we at work. What do we, the seven of us, ordering and not you at one time, look like hearing you say what you said and not even off. And what it tells me is that's the type of people they're used to being around. That's the type of people they're used to dealing with. And they're not used to people being authentic and liking you authentically as a person, as a human being, and respecting you. And being honest and respecting the fact that you was honest enough to say, look, I don't have it. And nobody being judgmental and saying, look, you know, what do you want? It was a question, not not for you to answer and say, I don't have money. The question was, what would you like to give? We are in a pandemic and COVID don't allow family to be family. COVID is even going to the point don't allow people to be nice anymore. Not even to be friendly anymore. Not even to be able to give anymore. Not to be able to assist anymore. That's how bad it's getting. COVID is putting the demands down. COVID is making the rules. And some people is adding extra to it. And following it. See. Rules don't change. Because. Growing up. Mama said. If one don't have. If you don't give all, none get any. See, COVID can't take that away. That's home training. That's from the very foundation of your home training. You give one you got to get all. If you come in and you cook you something to eat, and there's four or five people sitting here and they hungry and you don't cook them nothing to eat, then you don't eat. That's from the very foundation of home training. You walk in a room, and it's five people, two people, one person, and don't speak. That's from the very foundation of your home training. Now, it's a sign outside the gas station that says, Wearing a mask to come in is a requirement to get service. And I sit and watch. I tell you all the time. I tell you guys all the time. I sit and Watch. People are riding with no mask. Go to the counter. As soon as the gas attendant said, Sir or man, you must have a mask on to be in here. Not just for your safety, for my safety, because you don't know what I have or who I've been around. So please run to your vehicle and get a mask. And if you don't have one, you can buy one for a dollar. Ain't nobody buying no damn mask for a dollar. I need gas and this, that. He said, I'm on cameras. I can't serve you. So they cursed the man out, the gas attendant, from A to Z. Nothing he said or did wrong. The door spoke for itself to enter in the gas station. A mask is required. Paying attention and following direction comes from the very foundation of home training. That's just like when you wake up in the morning and dare to go downstairs in your mother's house and go straight in the refrigerator, don't wash your face, don't brush your teeth, don't wash your behind. Oh, you best know that you're getting it. You're going to get a beating. You're going to get something to happen to you. Goes down to the very foundation of home training. Now, give you a prime example. Now, I am one of the aunts and now i could better understand what my aunts and uncles were talking about so i go to my niece's house i have a lot of nieces and a lot of nephews and one of my nieces has five kids now me we i have to clean before i cook i have to prep the food and i have to do all this stuff because i'm doing what i was taught i'm doing what i was trained to do before making a meal so i come in my niece like she called me she said before i even got there she said she wanted to have a barbecue and she went to the market so we both pulling up at the same time i'm going in her house and i said hey listen honey i can't cook in a no filthy house we got to clean first call everybody in this outside plan clean them rooms start cleaning so everybody's clean." And we washing dishes, mopping floors, we doing all this stuff. And it hit me that my other nieces were calling other people over. They're like, they cleaning, they about to really have a barbecue. It's going down. And they calling other people. So as more people started to come and we're cooking and it's smelling good in here, you know. So I had put like uh she had curtains upside, like and Study them being like um, pulling them back, so people can walk straight through into the kitchen. I closed them. So, her little son came in. he's he's around ten, and he's a piece of work. He said, "Auntie, why you close these curtains?" I say, "Because you're not supposed to come back here. We're we're cooking. Only the cooks are supposed to be back here." Well, I'm coming in the kitchen to wash my hands. Who's kitchen? This kitchen. I said, "Your mama kitchen." You? He said, yeah, this kitchen don't belong to your mama no more. I'm cooking. And you need to go upstairs and wash your hands. Or go in the basement to another bathroom and wash your hands. When people are cooking and serving food, you do not come into the kitchen and wash your hands. This is not the place for it. We are cleaning and prepping food. He looked at me and rolled his eyes and walked out. I said, now come in here and to see what happened to you. And I saw you rolled your eyes at me. So don't think you're going to get away with this. He walked away. So he went and told his sister. So his sister comes in there. And, and now it's getting funny because my sister's laughing because she's like, they about to get it because Felicia's about to give it to her. And she comes in and she goes in the refrigerator. So I shut the refrigerator. I said, How may I help you? Oh, I'm coming to get such and such. You're not coming to get anything. Because when I'm in this kitchen, you ask, Can you have something out there for you? You just don't walk in the refrigerator. For- you walk from outside and open this refrigerator. If you don't go upstairs and wash your face and your hands before you get anything out of this refrigerator, you gonna wish you never, ever came in this kitchen. She goes out the kitchen and goes tells another sister. <laughs> so that was getting hilarious. So everybody that's in the kitchen, we looking at the the curtain because we waiting for the next person to come in here. Comes the next person. And remember, they all kids. Come in. Stop there's the curtain and say, Can I get a soap? <laughs> and I said, Did you wash your hands? Yeah, I wash my hands. Look, they wet. You wanna smell them? See, and I'm sharing all this with you because it's home training from the foundation. And after I did that to two people and they shared that message with the third person, they knew well enough, okay, this is our aunt. She don't play with us. You see, she likes everything clean because she just came in here and they didn't clean the whole house. I'm not there. Walk through that curtain into that kitchen and don't wash my hands. I'm going to make sure she can smell the soap because I want a soda. So she's telling me the right thing to do to enter into that kitchen. So I she let me smell her hands and she put her hands oh, her Smell it, auntie, just say no That's the soap. I wash my hands. I seriously, you know, Go ahead, go in the fishbowl and get your soda And when you get yourself a soda, come on out So now, everybody coming in there. They done washed their face and cleaned their hair Can I have something to eat? It's called order Laying down the rules And putting order in the house So now, the barbie's going on My oldest nephew comes in I'm going to make me a platter I say, we ain't making a platter where? I say, it's cooks in here they will make your platter. Tell them what you want on your platter. You don't come in here and just make platter. Well, my friends will say, I don't care who's here. Tell the cooks what you want, and they will make you, you and your friends a platter. And so after we all eat and we sit down in the living room, and one of my nieces is like, we're not used to this. I say, well, this is how it's supposed to go. This is nothing that... You're, you should be used to. Because this should be the norm. And this was my norm growing up. And this is going to be your norm. Because what y'all had happened to y'all today, your mom and them, been through it. They know what it is. That's why they never said nothing to us. Because they already knew they about to go in that kitchen and get in trouble. Because we done got in trouble many a times. So they knew. So after that night was over, my niece called me maybe two weeks later, and she was laughing. I said, what is your call? What's so funny? Why are you calling me? She said, auntie, you have made such an impact on them. She said, I could be upstairs in my bedroom, and they come up there, show me their hands soaking wet, water dripping off them. So my hands, mom, I wash my hands and soap on my hands before they go in the refrigerator. And she said, I'm not even in the kitchen laying down the foundation and the rules starts at home. And I'm seeing all this to say COVID doesn't allow family to be family if you don't lay down the rules and the regulations from the very foundation. You have to lay it down. Not children or other people predicting how things going to go for you or your house or on your job. Know your self-worth. Know your self-value. On the job. Off the job. Knowing right from wrong. So moving on. This is morning coffee on popping. This is unmasking the issues and relationships on Anchor. We will be having Ted Bunch back on. And we'll be touching bases on the same topic of covid not allowing family to be family and covid not allowing friends to be friends and go visit family and friends in the hospital so ted bunch will be doing another live interview and we will be touching bases on this again so now the person at the store friend that me and my husband up to death and doing much better thank god he looks wonderful Thank God for his health and COVID has really impacted a lot of people around the world, has touched a lot of people um, around the world, has did a lot of things to people um, so far as their income, so far as um, stop, stopping college kids from going to school, stopping kids from going to school, um, taking jobs from people. Um, messing with people' income, uh, COVID has really tampered with um, some people almost losing their homes and don't know when COVID is over, are they still gonna have a home because they lost their job and they just don't know how they're gonna meet the mortgage and pay the back bill on the mortgage to be able to catch up so they won't lose their homes. Um, COVID does not allow people that's in the workforce to be a great employee because and the reason why I say that when you are worried about when working a full job four hours and it's not enough and not knowing where your next meal is coming from even though you're working there's people out there like that whether you believe it or not and can't meet your bills that's stress and pressure on you People, homeless, sleeping on the street, not knowing how this is going to play out for them and how it's going to work. I can't go home to family members because remember, you've been living on the street for so long, you don't know what you got. So COVID don't allow family to be family because, you know, people, when they sick with an illness, the parents will always tell their kids, or a husband or wife, you can always come home. Come home. But COVID doesn't allow family to come home. See, COVID doesn't put restrictions on people. Put restrictions on things. COVID has tried to be ruler of this world. And some people have accepted it. As COVID being ruler. Or COVID taking on the form of the boogeyman. Or the unseen. Boogeyman. Or taking on the invisible man. The form of the invisible man. COVID has. Maybe walked into your house. into another person's house and you hear two weeks later and say oh so-and-so got sick And, and, and they was in the hospital with COVID what did you do differently that they didn't do so now my cousin's in the hospital she's not doing well she is in a nursing home and they told us to make her comfortable as possible this is it and when you hear somebody say call all family everybody needs to come up to the hospital that's exactly what the doctor said because that's what they used to telling people but then when people get there they can't get in and be like well i was told to come here to see my cousin because they're passing And the sad part about it is this is not how anybody would want to see it happen. You know, I used to work with um, an elderly lady, and I I love her to pieces. Um, Her name is Miss Dodd. And her husband's name is Mr. Harry, and we worked together for years, and I love her to pieces. So, with all of this going on, she had retired, and I'm glad she's retired at a time like this. And I had called her, and the phone rang. wrong. She's, when I say elderly, like they're in the 80s, 70. she's 75, and her husband is 80, and he retired from working too. And, phone wrong and my heart was like uh phone wrong I was like oh please don't tell me nothing bad on the third ring I just was like oh my god I started getting bubble guts and the fourth time ring and she said hello I said ooh girl <laughs> she said who is this I said this is Felicia Miss That And she said, I knew it was you. And she screamed, Harry, it's Felicia. He said, who? Felicia. And I heard him getting up and coming towards the phone. And he said, hey. And I said, we all hey and hey. And I was so, my heart was so overwhelmed with the light. And I'm thinking, God, down on the inside, they're alive. Because they're in the 80s. And. She has children. They have children. Um, one of their children is a doctor. Her daughter's a doctor. The son is this big, big wig at this company, whatever. But they, they know me, and you know, they're down to the earth or whatever like that. And she said, "Oh, I gotta call my kids and tell them that you called me." And, "Oh, you called the check?" I said, "Yeah, we gotta do a Zoom call with everybody we used to work with." And, and she was so. When I say we stayed on the phone for almost two hours, it was it was beautiful. We caught up. Harry was on the phone. He's telling me how I retired because, you know, when the Powerball is really big, you know, we get the tickets. And she said, "Oh, did you play the Powerball?" I said, "You know, I was trying to win me and you, you and me, and Mr. Harry some money so we can just go ahead and retire." She said, "I got the retired part deal. I just need the money." <laughs> so it was very cute, very cute. And I was truly blessed to hear their voice and thankful God has kept them another day. Because COVID don't allow family to be family or friends to be friends. And when you take out the time to call and check up on people and see how people are doing or show up and stand outside and knock on the door and then step back and say, Hey, I didn't know your number. I didn't want to think I want you to think I forgot about you. I have much love from you for you. I left my number on the steps. Give me a call so we can do a Zoom. I love you. Tell people that you love them. Tell people that you miss them because they're here today. And COVID did not allow family to be family and friends to be friends. And stop all this holding grudges and stop all this, you know, gossip and being depressed. And he did and she did and they and let it go. Because that's what COVID went. It, it, it gives all of that tension and that gives COVID more life. Whether you believe it or not. And somebody that you haven't spoke to in a long time that y'all may have fell out. Now take my word on this. Buy a bag of groceries. Knock on the door. Buy them what what you think they need. Don't just buy knowing they're not a diabetic and buy them sugar-free candy and sugar-free stuff and all these stuffs. No. Buy them what you think they need. Buy them what you would need and what you would buy your house, and drop it on the steps with a card and your number and say, hey, forgive me, whatever it is that we went through, we gotta let it go right now. Please accept these groceries and I love you. And if you don't never call, I still love you. Trust me, they will call. Not for more groceries, because what you did and how you did it was authentic. And it was from the heart. And people look at it and say that they really meant this. So let me get them a call. And when they call, y'all going to catch up like nothing, nothing even happened. Y'all going to be laughing and grinning like nothing even happened. And that's where the relationship picks up. And it, it, it go forward from where it was at. Or... You know a family member that's in need of a couple dollars. And you may be doing a little better off than some people, certain people. I mean, each week or each month that you can give a different family member a little couple dollars or something like that, do so. And the ones that, you know, put it in the card. I don't have much. But everything that the world is going through, I thought of you and I never would want to see you without. Please forgive me for anything I have said or done to you that brought this wedge between us. I will ask if you would accept this card. It's only $50. I pray that you use it any way you may you may need for a bill of groceries. Here's my number call me and if you don't call me be blessed and be safe and leave leave the car and leave you did your part because that's your part of helping that's your part of existing that's your part of helping people exist in a non-caring world right now COVID don't allow family to be family and friends to be friends It has taken on a form of many phases. I have bumped in so many rude people. So many disrespectful people. Before COVID even came about. And one thing for sure and two things for certain. I'm honest. I'll tell you straight up. I like buying scratch offs. And sometimes things go well. Sometimes things don't go so well. But don't judge me. This is a non-judgment room. Because when I do get something, I don't look to keep anything. I, I desire to share. And what God has for me, he'll give to me. Before, when I used to go to the market, and if I seen somebody in front of me and they didn't have much, I'm talking about maybe 60 $70 worth of food, and what I'll do is, as I'm coming up, I'll say, tag that bill to my bill. So when you finish with her bill or his bill, keep the, the converter belt going. Add my stuff and I'll pick up the bill. And I've done that three times in the market. And the people say, oh my God, she's paying for our food. She just paid, I wish she would've paid for mine. Oh my God. Then when I go to the market again, if I'm in front. And I'll get the people $60, $70. Huh. This is towards their bill. Oh, thank you, thank you. It don't matter what color. Creed or whatever. I don't care. I'm just. I, if I have a little extra something. I can pick up a tab. Uh, this was before COVID. So, now we in COVID. Just imagine what I'm doing in COVID. So. I did that three times. So, now. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm a big Dunkin' Donuts coffee lover. And I love my coffee in the morning. And sometimes, like, I'm a thinker, so when I think, sometimes I got to get a second cup. So I can just be relax. Well, okay, let me just take care of this. And some mornings, when I'm in line, and I'll ask the cash register, cashier, how many orders are on your board. And she said, oh, it's like six orders. I said, can you give me a sum of what everybody's stuff comes to And they'll say, oh, I'm just gonna give you a rough estimate, it's maybe like 24 or 25 dollars. And I'll leave 30 dollars. And when I pull off, I don't hear what they say to these people, but when they get to the window to hear, here's your food. And they said, well, here's the money. It's been paid for. By who? The lady that was in front of all of y'all. She left some money and paid for everybody breakfast. That's the best feeling in the world. I have experienced it. It's the best feeling in the world. Somebody did it to me first. That's why I was able to do it to somebody else. And it's a good feeling. And she told me to tell y'all, have a great day. So you pulling up getting a sandwich and your coffee and your food is paid for. What part of not having a starting your day off great? So, I remember my first experience when somebody did it to me. I was coming from church and I said, okay, I gotta go home and cook dinner, but let me grab a sandwich right quick, you know. I'm gonna eat and drive. And plus I had to write a paper because I still was in school. And as I went to pull my money out, the lady at the cash writer said, it's already paid for. I said, excuse me? She said, the young man over there, he paid for it. So I turned around and looked at him. He said, sis, I just paid. He said, sis, I just paid for your food. I just want you to have a great day. You look so nice. Be blessed. I said, thank you. Thank you. And I just was like so shocked and thank you was so stuck on me. I just kept saying, Thank you. And to him, it may not have been nothing, but to me, it was like, oh, oh, such a good feeling. I didn't do nothing for it. I didn't deserve it. I was willing to pay for it. My own breakfast, but just the thought of you thought kindly of me. Out of all these people in the store and people was coming in, you thought a little on me. So I thank you. Got in the car. Thank you, Lord. Like, you know, just thank you. So, knowing that he did it authentically, no personal gain, didn't want nothing, didn't ask for a number, didn't ask me my name or nothing, that's being genuinely authentic. So now, you can do that with somebody else when somebody do it for you. And I learned how to do that with people. It's, it's. See, the thing is, it had to be taught. So... It was taught to me by a stranger. I kept it going in the market at Dunkin' Donuts. Even, I I used to go to this diner a long time ago, and I remember this young guy. He would come in every morning, and all he wanted was a bowl of grits with cheese and some pepper. So that morning... What wind up happening was he got there and he was ordering his food. So the lady says, That's all you just want grits and cheese? You get grits and cheese every morning. But not thinking, that might be the only meal he has. Or he can get all day. So what I did was I said, this will be going one there. I'll pay for it. You want a platter? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, what you want? You want sashes, A's, grits. He said, yes, ma'am. You want to get something to drink? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, go back and get yourself something to drink. And I paid for the food. And I said, you know what? Have a great day at school. He said, thank you, ma'am. He had his platter in his hand, backpack on his back, his platter in both hands with his head down. And it wasn't down from out of embarrassment. It was down out of thank you. It was down for out of grace. Down because somebody thought enough of him to give him some breakfast and say, have a great day at school. It was never embarrassment. It was always thank you. Everything, the whole time I talked to Thank you, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it wasn't like, oh, he just saying it to get the platter. You could tell it was groomed into him. It started from the very foundation of home. You got to know these things. You got to see the difference in people. And know when it's grounded and rooted and they come from home base. This is unmasking the issues in relationship. This is morning coffee on pipe beans. We will be having more live interviews. We will be having Ted Bunchback. We'll be talking about different topics. This is a place and a space where you can be yourself. This is a place where you can be authentic. This is a place where you can talk about any and everything. This is unmasking the issues in relationships. Before I ask you guys to put your glasses on the table before you leave out. I just would like to leave you with this thought. Love people, respect people, be kind to people. Remember, nothing is guaranteed. What do you get out of being mean to people? What do you get out of being disrespectful to people? What do you get out of holding grudges against people? What do you get out of knowing that you can help somebody and you wouldn't? What you get out of that? Remember, life is like a merry-go-round, even though this may sound cliche Life is Murphy's Law. What goes around comes around. To so every action is a reaction. Put out good things. Do good things. Call people. Guess what? Even get to the point showing up. Knock on the door. Leave something and leave. Leave something good. Leave a letter. Write a letter. Say, I'm sorry. Don't know what I did. Don't know what I said. Or oh, I know what I said. And I know what I did. And I was wrong. Or I know what I did. I know what I said. I don't think I was wrong. But I'm willing to say that I'm sorry. For us to be friends again. Or for us to be cousins again. For us to be close again. Whatever it takes. Because I miss you. Like a fat kid love cake. I miss you. When you have the authenticness and you get to the point where you get mature in your mind and mature in your life and mature in your thinking and knowing yourself first as a person, that means you grew up. You You stop thinking about the little things. You stop thinking about things that don't matter. You start thinking about the things that don't make sense to you. You start thinking about things that don't even matter to you anymore. Stuff that used to hold space in your in your mind, there's no room for it no more. Because you, ma- you matured and you grew up and that space is gone because you put new things in old spaces. Just, just like your closet. Every year, you have to go through your closet, throw out stuff that's too small, throw out stuff that's not in fashion, throw out too small shoes, stuff that's not in fashion, stuff that's not in, fashion, that's not in style, You gotta go through this stuff and get rid of it because if you don't get rid of it, there's no room for new stuff. So that's what I do. I go through stuff, underwear, socks, all get rid of it because if I don't get rid of it, I can't make room for new stuff and new styles and new ventures and all this stuff. And that's the way you have to do your mind the same way. Clean out your mind. Clean out your heart. Clean out your thoughts. Clean it out. Call and ask forgiveness. Some people call and ask you for forgiveness. Clean it out so you can mature. So you can grow. And see, when people see you grow in maturity, but this is what they'll do to you. Take me on word. Remember, you and so and so was arguing and she said this about you? When people go back in your past and bring up stuff about other people that you had a gripe right with or You disagree with or something happened and you don't feed into it. You don't have a reaction to it. That means you matured. That, That space is no longer there. That you have replaced that space.